Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Acts 17, verse number 28. Amen. But I, I believe it's going to be a glorious night because I just, uh, I know the Lord has just been really uh, working on me with this. I know that for a fact that he's just really been, uh, amen, working on me with this. Praise the Lord. Got in here the other day and I was studying and, and a scripture that, that I had been running reference and things on it began to move in my spirit and I began to think about pastor and his sickness at the time and and the Holy Ghost hit me and I just could not hold I had a little hollow right there in my office and and uh, so I just I, I feel good about tonight what I feel like God's going to encourage somebody tonight through this I feel there's some strength coming uh, because there is a lot in this. Because I'm going to be teaching tonight, preaching, preaching, whatever. I'm going to be. I, I just want God to use me, Amen. And and I want Him to help you and encourage you. I'm going to be teaching on this subject out of Acts 17:28. In Him we have our being. In Him we have our being. Let me read that again, so y'all won't forget. Even though you've read it, we've read it now several weeks in a row. Let's do it again. Acts 17:28. For in him we live, everybody said live, and move, mm-hmm. and have our being. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Glory. Thank you, Jesus, for the word of God. I ask you to bring our minds together for such a time as this. That we could be encouraged and strengthened, Lord, tonight by your word, asking you to move upon my mind, upon my spirit, God, that in some way that I could lift your people up, that I could encourage them through the word of God, because it's yours tonight. This message is yours. You gave it, Lord. The thoughts came from you. Lord, I'm only, God, a container that's containing it. Tonight, let me pour it out upon your people as you bless them in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, it's in him. Hallelujah. It's in him we have our being. We were created to be like God. I want want this to sink in. I said we were created to be like God. Our constitution, our nature, our makeup as a person, our principles, our potential. I know y'all don't like hearing me say that, but, you know, the potential. A lot of you feel like, I'm sorry, but there's people that sits in our midst that don't feel like they got any potential. But God did not make you without potential. Amen. It's our potential, the way we are organized and put together. He didn't make no mistakes. I'm sorry. Amen. And it is that which is actual and complete. Amen. The Greek meaning of being is all of that. It is how we are actual and complete in him. Glory. We was all set in order. Everybody said order. By God. Ha <laughs> ha. Glory, I'm glad tonight that I was put together by God and you was put together by God. And even though I act different than you are, and you know, you say, thank God, and and you think I'm a little eccentric, well, I'm glad that God made me the way he did. And and even even though some of you are rotten to the core, I'm glad God made you the way he did. Oh, we gotta have a lot of little fun with this, you know be dull if we didn't you know with some of your isn't it wonderful how God can take all kinds of personalities and put together put them all together and make a church puts take some that's backwards and some that's forwards and 
some that's left and some that's right and you know some that's up here and some that's down here and he puts all that together and makes a church out of it you know how he does it because we're all in him glory hallelujah Colossians 1 and verse number 17 Colossians 1 and verse number 17 and 18 reads like this and he is before all things and by him all things consist nothing consists without him and he is the head of the body the church glory so is the beginning the first fruit from the dead that's what he is. He's the first fruit from the dead. That in all things, everybody said all things, he might have the preeminence. Glory. The word preeminence, let's, let's study it from both sides. Let's study it first from the Hebrew side, which means he would have the profit or the gain. Glory. Or the superiority in all things. God is going to be superior. Come on. And he will have the profit. He will have the gain. It won't be us. It's God. Because we're all put together by him. And in the Greek it means he would be first in rank. Or influence. My God. In other words, when we come into the house of God, that God is first and he's the one to be praised. Come on. Don't praise me. Don't praise yourself, but praise God. Amen. He's going to be first. Hallelujah. In fact, it says that he would have the first row or the chief seat in your life. Come on. God will claim you whenever he becomes first in your life. I'm not saying he kicks you out, but I'm saying he claims you as his true child whenever you put him first. I don't know, but I think sometimes we have trouble dealing with that a little bit. You know, putting him first in our life, getting our priorities straight. He needs to be first. Amen. Hallelujah. When we, he said, put you the kingdom of God first and his righteousness and all these other things will be added to you. There's going to be an addition whenever I put him first. <laughs> oh, when I put him first, Brother Terry, I can, I can rest assured that everything else is going to be all right. Come on. If I put God first, he'll take care of my finances. Come on. If, oh, yeah, come on, church. That means give him your pocketbook. Come on. Let him take out of it first. And when you, take out, when you let him take out of it first, he'll take care of what's left. He multiplies it. He makes it go farther. I like that old song. There is no secret what God can do. Hallelujah. He can, he can do it all. There's, there's, in fact, there's nothing impossible with him. I like that. Amen. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 and 20. What? Know ye not that your body, everybody said my body, is a temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God. You have the Holy Ghost of God. You have the body of God. Okay? And ye are not your own. In other words, he comes right back to it that it's in you that you have your being. It's because of me. If it weren't for you, you wouldn't be here. You didn't evolve from some monkey. I made you from the dust of the earth. Come on. You were a ball of clay in my hands and I formed you and I breathed into your nostrils and you became a living soul. It was all because of me. It's your being was all made up by me. It's in me you have your being. Glory. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body. Everybody knows the Bible says there's a sin against the body. That means we need to take care of it as well as we can. Because if we abuse our bodies, then we're 
abusing God because he's the one that made this body. Now, he made it, he made it to withstand a lot of heartaches, a lot of troubles. He made it to, to stand a lot of cold, a lot of heat, a lot of pressure. But there is times that we put too much on ourselves. And I'm sorry, but I think at some time in our life, all of us have been guilty of that. We stress ourselves out because we put too much on our plate. Anybody put too much on your plate before? Some of you live that away right now. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that being smart alecky either. I'm saying that because... The world that we live in and Satan at the forefront of that has made it so that parents, both mom and dads, have to work anymore to keep things going. That's nothing but a trick of the enemy. He don't want mamas taking care of the kids at home anymore because, you know why? Because they learn the right things at home, but when they go to school, they get corrupted. Thank God for mamas that are at home and can be at home. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs 16 and verse number 4. The Lord hath made all things for himself. Yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. Now, we're going we're gonna to talk about this verse a little bit because... I want to take a close look at this verse because I don't agree with most of the commentaries that come about on this verse. So let me give you my commentary according to the Word of God. I'll give you scripture with it so, so there's, it's, it's not left without mistake. But there is two things talked about there. The Lord hath made all things for himself. Even the wicked for the... You've got to understand that translators sometimes translate these things and... There's not a word really to fit in there. Well, I believe that in this case that that was surely the case because even the wicked for the day of evil. What I, wanted, what I want to tell you is that what that, do, what that does not mean that God made evil because he did not make anything that was evil. He made everything good. Read Genesis first chapter and everything he made was good. There was no evil made. Well, somebody said, well, he made Lucifer. That's right, but Lucifer wasn't evil in the beginning. So now, now let me take you to it through, a, through a little commentary so we understand that God did not make anything but good. Now, I'm, I'm sorry, but, but all of this lifestyle change and, you know, and now we've got gay marriages even in Mount Carmel. They're coming from Evansville over here to get married because they can. Sad thing. Showed on the TV show Mount Carmel, and here we are. We've got couples coming here just one right after another to get married because gays can get married here now. It's a sad day, but it's, it's there. I was praying it never happened, but it did. But I want you to know that God did, make, did not make any of them that way. They chose that lifestyle. They didn't, it was not born with that. I'm sorry. They can say all that they want to, but I know better. I've got the Word of God to back me up. All right, we're going there. We know that the Lord made all things for himself. In Proverbs 16 and 4, it said he did. And man was made in his image and in his likeness. Genesis 1, 26, 27. All these, I'm just throwing scripture out so you know I'm still in the book. Lucifer was created perfect in the beginning. But iniquity was found in him. You say, well, where do you find that? Ezekiel 28 and 15. I'm giving you scripture for this. And because his heart was lifted up in pride. Mm -hmm. Pride became his downfall, and it even tells you why. In Ezekiel 28 and 17, because of his beauty. He looked at himself in the mirror evidently and said, You know, when you was young, you never did do that. Well, I, was pretty good, you know. I actually 
actually got some hair. Woo. Brother Fredericks, I I gotta go we gotta throw something in there about him a little bit so I can talk about him, you know, now since he's not here tonight. Him and I were very good friends. Down through the years I've known him. Don't even want to talk about how long I've known him. And uh he used to tease me because my hair was thin. I brought that back to his memory the other night. So I had to tell him a little story, Brother Mike and I and Sister McGee and Sister Rhonda was all in some place and I won't tell you where. We seen a young man come in and he was he, he you know his top part was and he had a little hair around the edge you know and uh back here there was a tattoo and it was a tattoo of a lawnmower so i had to tell i had to tell i told brother fredericks i said i thought of you the other night and me too he said really what made you think of me so i told him the story and he said of all things you thought of me for that I said brother you remember the day that you used to tease me about my hair and you he was he had a lot of hair I never thought that brother Tony Fredericks would ever be bald-headed he had so much hair up here and it started dwindling away I told him I said I'm telling you preaching does it it'll it'll do it it'll it'll You'll either pull it out or people will pull it out. It will. Amen. So, so, Brother Mason and all his, he said, how big a lawnmower was that, Bishop? He said, was it a 21-inch cut? So that really got Brother Tony, and he sat there a while, and he made some snide comment about me again, and I looked over at him, and I said, hey, Brother Mason, by the way, that was a 42-inch cut. So, you know, you don't want to make fun of nobody. Because God made us all. And it's in him that I have my being. He can change the course of nature, you know. He's got a way of doing that. Hallelujah. But it was all in fun. Amen. So now, let's, let's go to Ezekiel 28. Because I, I, I just felt the other day that I needed to somehow just read this a little bit. Ezekiel 28. Verse number 13, starting there. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. It's talking about Lucifer. Every precious stone was thy covering. Sardis, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, the carbuncle, and gold, the workmanship of thy tabrets. Everybody remember that word. And of thy pipes. Remember that word was prepared in thee in the day that thou was created. Thou art the anointed cherubim that covereth. And I, come on, the Lord, I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mount of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Now listen, verse 15, thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created God created him till iniquity was found in thee by the multitude of thy merchandise they have filled the midst of thee with violence and thou hast sinned come on God made him an angel above everybody else and he sinned Therefore I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Now notice verse 17. Thine heart was lifted up. Come on, pride. Because of thy beauty, thou hast corrupted thy wisdom. Come on, he give him wisdom. Listen to this. By reason of thy brightness. And I will cast thee to the ground. 
I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. Mm. Now I want you to notice, I read the word tabrets and pipes. There was placed inside Lucifer tabrets and pipes. Let me explain that. Let me tell you what they are. The Hebrew meaning for tabrets means tambourines and drums. Hold on to this. Pipes in the Hebrew means musical pipes, flutes, organs. In other words, Lucifer actually was the music minister of heaven. He had music in him. Now, I, the Lord began to move on me, Brother Terry, back in my office uh, Monday when I was studying, the Lord moving on me, and, and yesterday too, in, in, in a great way. And, and, uh, and let me, would you allow me my thought and commentary for just a little while? I, I want to remind you how stories sometimes uh, are, are told and and. We've heard it on news, we've heard it on radio, that how stores play soft music. They place that in their stores because it, it does relax people's minds and it puts them in the mood to buy. Okay? And I've even been, and I've even been told this, in, in chicken farms and things where they are, they turn on music because they'll lay more eggs. Come on now. I'm, I'm going someplace, y'all. You, you can get excited with me here a little bit because I feel like it's going to be that way. I feel like the Lord is just going to move on us and help us a little bit. Amen. And, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you my theory and my commentary on this because the Bible said, if you'll notice that he was in the garden. Remember, you know, read through the scripture for yourself. They placed him, he placed him in the garden. And I believe that it could have been very, uh, that God, why God placed Lucifer in the garden was to play the soft music and to make a heavenly, uh, uh, make it more heavenly for Adam and Eve as they kept the garden. Come on, glory. A lot of times, even in the workplace, in, in doctor's offices and things, to calm you down because a lot, you know, when you go to the doctor sometimes, your blood pressure is fine until you get there and then it comes up because you already know what's going to happen. You're, you're wondering what the doctor's going to do, what he's going to have to say, and it's, it's bothering you, so your blood pressure comes up. Well, sometimes if you can sit there for a little while, Joe, and you get in that doctor's office and that soft music, it's been proven that that soft music will calm your nerves and will bring your blood pressure down. Come on now. I'm talking, oh, I'm about to get happy here because I know what music does in the church. Let me tell you, there is, a, there is a ministry in music. Oh, hallelujah. Why do you think we always had the music first? Glory. Music and singing in the first part of the service sets the atmosphere for the message in the second part of the service. If I can get your mind in harmony in the first part of the service, I may have your mind during the preaching. Come on now, because what it does is it gets your mind off your daily problems. It even gets your mind off your sickness and how you feel. And when you get into the presence of God and music, there is a spirit of God that comes down that calms you. Whoop! Makes you feel better than when you left home. Woo! My Lord, I'm feeling this. If I feel what I'm feeling, I'm feeling this. Woo! I believe he's walking up and down in here. Praise God. Hallelujah. So the Lord, I, he designed us and it's in him that I have my being. So it was in Lucifer, it was in him that Lucifer even had his being. So the Lord put him in the garden. 
said, I'm going to let you do your thing. You're heaven's musician, so why don't you just play a little of that music and let Adam and Eve go about their daily chores and it won't seem like a chore because they're keeping the garden. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make them love their work. Woo. Oh, yeah. Whew, mercy. Oh, Lord Jesus, I'm, help me, Lord. Hallelujah. And even in the process of Satan being in the garden, the perfect place. Now, remember, they're made out of the garden. They're placed in the garden. Remember that. Check the scripture. It says that. He placed man in the garden. Wasn't made there. He was placed in the garden to take care of. Lucifer was placed in there. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. It is so sad that his mind got warped so bad being in a perfect place. Yet there was one tree that was not supposed to be eaten of. And the only thing we read of that is Eve did and she gave to Adam and he did eat. But I got the feeling that Satan ate of that tree. I think he already knew what it tastes like. I think he'd already sinned because he had already exalted himself and thought, looky here, I'm prettier than anybody. He made me beautiful. See, we, we, I know the pictures are, are painted to him as an ugly being and he's got a pitchfork in the hand. The truth is he's the best looking one around. Come on now. You, you stay with me. Let me tell you what he does to people. He makes them look at the world and they make it look so beautiful that church don't even hold a candle. And I'm telling you, all the news media and all of that go right along with him. They'll show you how good the booze is. They'll, come on now, drive along and they'll, the advertisements along the highway. Um, Ladies without hardly any clothes. Men without hardly any clothes. And they've got a big Budweiser or something turned up and they're all happy and having fun. It don't show them killing people down the road with having a record. It don't show all of that junk. Let me tell you, that's what Satan does. He blinds people's eyes till they don't see. Come on. But the truth is, I want you to know that it's in him that I have my being. And, and I'm going to tell you, if I don't glorify God in my being, then he's not going to glorify me. Oh, yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, he became exalted and he fell because he thought he was beautiful. He was great. He was there just, he's, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm even better than God. I'm better looking than God is. I'm just going, I want to be above God. I want to be above him. I'm going to lift myself above him. I'm going to be the boss. He made me, but I'm going to be boss. Don't you think the guy that made you is able to unmake you? The guy that gave you life, don't you think he's able to subtract that same life that he gave you? Now, I'm, 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 I'm just going to, if you don't mind, I'm going to stay here a little while because... I want to remind you a little bit what music does. Back a while ago, and I don't know, it's been a year maybe or so, maybe more than that, I don't know. You'll all know when I start talking about it a little bit. I want you to remember the power of music and song. I, I want to bring that to you. And, and this is documented uh, by TV and by, uh, by written, you know, it's, it's, it's been around. Music and song was used in therapy to restore the speech of Senator Gabrielle Giffords. She could, not, she could not speak. They were just having all kinds of trouble. She could not speak. She couldn't until they started playing music and then they began to sing with that music. Oh, yeah. Come on, church. 
This is what song and music does. And you know who, you know who made it in the beginning. It really tells you who made the song and who made the music in the beginning. It was God. He put, he put music, he put drums and tambourines and organs and everything in Satan. He, he, was, he put it in him. The Bible said that. He put it in him. put tabrets in him. He put pipes in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And they done this to Gabrielle Giffords, and she even testified to it that she began, she could sing before she could talk. Power of music. Come on, church. You understand the power of music when you come into the presence of God? If I'm, I'm, I know, okay, I'll, I'll just put, understand, I don't know who played that music and who sung in her presence. But I wonder how quick she would have got better if there would have been a Holy Ghost filled person that was playing the music and doing the singing. Because we know, Brother Zach, what it does in the presence of the church when there is anointed singing and preaching. It will touch the heart of the sinner and it will change them just by the song and the music. So I'm, I'm getting ready to say something. And the reason that they use this on Gabrielle Giffords is because it has the power to reprogram the mind. Because I can't remember which side. I've got it all written down back someplace here uh, and kept that. I've got a little article on it. But, but I know that whatever side the speech and stuff is on, then the other side is music. And they said that they, what it does is kick in that one side of the brain that can actually take over the other side that's not working. That's the power of music and song. Come on. It's in him that we have our being. Understand that, that he, oh my Lord, that he even made music and song that could actually reprogram the brain and make it think different. Oh Lord, boy, I'm about to feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, how do you think you got changed? Very seldom was it without a song. There was a song that touched you before the message ever did, probably, because it's a song in message. There is ministry that goes on in the church that from the very beginning, it's the message of song and music. Then after that, it's the word of God. All of those have a great deal to do in the church hallelujah well did I spend too much time on that if it did I still got 20 minutes I think so by scripture now y'all agree with me that now by scripture we know that God did not make anything evil I think I've proved that enough just by scripture that even Satan was not made evil he, he became evil because he had pride come in his heart he sinned just like Adam and Eve sinned. Everything that he made was good. Lucifer was made perfect in the beginning. He corrupted himself. Come on. We corrupt our own lives. It, it, it has nothing to do with God. Don't blame it on God. He didn't have nothing to do with it. God made man good. Man became evil on his own. God did not make him that way. He did not make him a homosexual. He did not make, come on, didn't make him lesbian. I'm sorry. He made him male and female. He didn't make any mistakes. Glory. It's a lifestyle today. He didn't even make him an atheist. He made him God-fearing. I almost felt a little pump then. He made him God-fearing. You want proof of that? Go back to Genesis. Because after Adam and Eve had sinned, what did they do? They hid. And the Lord God, it said, come walking in the garden. And he said, where art thou, Adam? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go here because I feel like I need to. And it, this is in my notes. But I feel like I need to go there. You notice who he hollered at. Where art thou, Adam? 
Come on, men. We're the head of the house. And it is important that we lead our family right. Because in the end, he's not going to holler at the woman. He's going to say, where art thou, Adam? Come on, I made you the leader, the head of the house. Where are you? Why ain't you doing right? Why ain't you leading your family right? Man, I feel a little holy quiet here. Well, my wife didn't want to come. Well, Adam, you ought to come ahead anyway. Woo! <laughs> Men, we ought to be the leader in worship. It shouldn't be the ladies walking first. It ought to be the men. Come on. It's in him that we live and move and have our being. We ought to be the first to worship. Come on. Woman was made for man. We ought to be the first to worship. Adam says, it's now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. I know there's a little going on in here, ain't there? Probably the husband's and wife's part. You getting this? Come on, it's in you. I'm going to tell you. I'm sorry. You husbands and wives, I'm telling you, the man is the leader of the house, and if he's not doing what he's ought to, don't, don't get after your wife for her walking a little bit wrong if you're not walking right. You got no right if you're not leading them. Man, I guess I'm getting a little bit offensive here. Along the way, we have lost some things that God put inside of us. Oh, yeah. But I believe God wants to reprogram some things back in our mind. Come on. So we can be once again useful to His kingdom. Let me tell you, He wants to reprogram some things back in us. As Gabriel Giffords, the other side of the brain was reprogrammed to pick up where one side left off. Let me tell you, I'm telling you, Satan may have caught you off guard and he may have changed some things in your mind. But I'm telling you, when you come to God, God can reprogram all of that. Glory. He changes your thinking. He changes your mind. Come on. He changes your action, your talk, and everything. He reprograms the mind. I would say the old man has passed away and behold all things have become new. He's reprogrammed you. Oh, Jesus, I like this. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Joshua 24 and 15. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, Joshua talking, choose you this day whom ye will serve. Whose lap does he put that in? He puts it in ours. Whether the gods, little g, which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but as for me. Look, he's, he's, he's talking about all these gods that people serve. But he says, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. He said, because it's in him that I have my being. Come on. There's an unseen word. There's an unseen thing in her. He didn't speak it, but by him saying that, Joshua actually realized that God had made him. God, God didn't put you together to be a cheat and a liar and, and to speak evil. 
He put it within you. He put within every man this thing in his mind to know right and wrong. And you walk wrong, not because of God. You've done it because of yourself. It was lust. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. Joshua 24, 15 there. Yes. Choose you this day who you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose hand, land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I'm going to be what God wants me to be. I'm, he made me. God made man good. But man makes the choice who he wants to serve. I said God made man good. He put right thoughts, right priorities in man. It's man that has changed the priorities, not God. I'm sorry. You can blame it on anybody you want to. Well, I was born that way. No, you wasn't. I inherited that from my daddy or mommy. I'm sorry. Just because daddy was a drunkard don't mean you have to be a drunkard. If daddy was a liar, you don't have to be a liar. I'm sorry. God can reprogram all of that. You didn't inherit that. I'm sorry. Well, there was alcohol in my blood because my daddy drank. I'm sorry. Don't blame it on daddy. Don't blame daddy for the drugs. We choose. We choose. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Hey, I'm doing good. Now, let's, 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 let's go back and we'll, I want to take one more look at Lucifer. In Isaiah 14, verse 13 through 16. For thou hast said in thine heart, here we go, it shows his pride, I will ascend unto heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I'm going to be above God. My creator. I'm going to be above my creator. You know what? We're living in a world today that's like that. I'm my own God. I can do what I want. We'll see. I will sit also. Listen here. He said, I'm going to sit. If I can't sit by myself up there, I'm going to sit with him. You know, I, I, I will sit also. Upon the mound of the congregation. I'm going to be the runner of the church. In the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell. Woo. To the sides of the pit. Y'all going to get out or I'm, I'm about done. They that see thee shall narrowly. I want, you to, I want you to catch this. I'm telling you, I had a Holy Ghost fit. Because I began to think of Scripture, and I think sometimes we forget these hidden Scriptures in here. That they, they that see thee, talking about Satan, talking about Lucifer, shall look upon thee, shall narrowly, everybody said narrowly, look upon thee and consider thee. We don't even, you know what? We consider Satan a lot of times and make him bigger than God. Listen to this. Saying, now listen, because I believe there's an attitude in here that needs to be picked up. And it don't show the explanation part of that, but I, I believe there is, there is something in here. Because the people that have thought about Satan now is looking upon him, Brother Terry, and I believe this is the response. Is this the man that made the earth tremble? You mean this scrawny, little, good-looking, bright-looking thing? This is the one that made the world. This is the one that made you sin. This is the one that led you in the wrong direction and made havoc of your life. Come on. The one that made your life unhappy and you allowed it. This is the one. 
we allow this guy to make all this turmoil in our life? We allowed him to control us? Now we stand it all. My, I can't believe that I let this scrawny little guy. Ever, you ever, you know, I know you have. You, you ever heard this great big voice and you thought, man, that's a big man. On radio or something, and then once you've seen him, a little bitty old scrawny guy with, it's a little scrawny guy with a great big voice. And then you got this guy with the little bitty voice and he's about seven foot tall. tell you what God can do anything with you he wants to he come on it's in him that I have my being my heart beats come on I move come on my makeup my personality whether you like it or not God gave it to me it's God given he made your personality and you ever notice a lot of times when you get outside the church you find somebody that your personality clashes with I'm going to pray for that person, but I really don't like how they are. I I love them. I I love their being. I know God made them too. But I know they need to be reprogrammed. Come on now. You you tell me. You don't run into them every day that you want to pray that God will reprogram them. Sometimes we need to be reprogrammed again. Sometimes computer loses all of its memory. Sometimes it needs to be reprogrammed. I'm telling you, some of our memory's been distorted and needs to be reprogrammed. Yeah, rebooted, there you go. Need to reboot the computer, put all the original stuff back in it that should be in there. Glory. So, is this the man that made the earth to tremble? That did shake the kingdoms. Come on, he tore up kingdoms. Said, this guy tore up. You mean we let him tear up our king? You mean we let this little fella split our church? You mean that we let this guy split our home up? This is him. Mama would say, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna stomp on him." I'm going to put him under my feet. She loves stomp the devil. She stomped a hole in the other first church and over about the second pew. That little old heel she wore, it finally went through. Just ask Jeff Linson. He repaired that place. Come on, church. I'm talking about a God that's got power. And every time you think you've got everything in control, I want you to realize that it's in you, in him, that we have our being. He made you who you are, so don't look in the mirror and think you're so beautiful. Well, maybe you are, but I want you to realize that he made you that way. And he can also take your beauty away. I've seen some of them young ladies that was beautiful. When I was going to school, and I've seen them now, and think, "Pooh, what happened to them?" Cheerleaders, Whew. not so cheery anymore. Handsome young gentleman that turned all the girls' heads. Man, he been hit with an ugly stick. Amazing what years does. Sister McGee's laughing. She's she's been looking at old pictures, evidently. I know some of you is wishing he'd remake you again, put you on the potter's wheel, make you again. But we are all all getting older, so I'm closing. Glory.
glory. I'm going to leave on that because here, here's here's last statement I want to leave with you. I believe we need to pray a prayer. God, I want to be reprogrammed to suit you and your will in my life. I want to be reprogrammed, Lord, till I suit you and your, your program in my life. Because it's in you, Lord, that I have my being. You're the cause of me being here. There not a one of us could elected to be here. God made us in the sight of Mama. Come on. And I know he used Mom and Dad. I know that. But the truth is, the real making come from him. What he done, what he used Mom and Dad was to put personalities in you. Your children, I'm sorry. You can talk about how bad they act, but they, what they've got, they've got your personality and daddy's. I'm sorry. Even, even though you don't want to admit that, that, you know, without, I sh, you know, I've heard people say, well, I ain't my child. I don't know them. Yes, you do. You, I'm sorry, but you're a part of that child. Dad, mom, both. I'm sorry. Got both of you in there. Sorry. Now, sometimes it don't mix very well, yeah. It, 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 it really should, though, you know, because God aims for it to turn out well. But you know what? Just because he put the personality of mom and dad in there don't mean that it's bad because he made mom and dad good. Someplace down in there, mom and dad become bad. It didn't, you know, it wasn't God that made them that way. We, we by choice, become what we are. God didn't force you to serve him. Neither did he tell the devil to force you. You, by choice, chose who you wanted to serve. So he made everything good. Made everything good. Let's stand. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.